You're listening to Drek Happens, a Shadowrun podcast. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. The team accomplished the impossible. Who knew a bunch of street-level Shadowrunners could destroy a squadron of Black Lodge agents and save the city from a Shedham invasion? While the team has not been given any official credit or recognition, the rumors and myths of Fat Cat's team are spreading like wildfire in the Matrix. For security purposes, the Fixer asked for complete silence and distance from the team for at least six months. Now let's get to the story. The quiet period has passed. Narcus is the first of his team to come out of hiding and reach out to the Fat Cat. Ready to kick ass, he's hungry for the next thrill job. Narcus arrives at the Fat Cat's new club, expecting to see his friends. However, he finds himself sitting in a room with unfamiliar faces. I think we should probably do introductions again, so you just so you guys confirm who you are and what details you want to share with each other. So my new character is uh, her name is uh, Rook. She's a a shaman, so still magic uh, centric. She's very petite and uh athletic looking but still very very uncomfortable in like the social surroundings yeah hey you're lucky i almost i almost went with a different negative quality so still you know still more used to spending her time around magic stuff uh, that's about it okay my character is nova he's like a face rigger kind of guy uh he will primarily be like a back of the lines negotiator eventually try to be like a rigger but he couldn't afford any drones yet so he doesn't have those yet but aspiring rigger sounds a little familiar <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't even do the rigging right you i gave up on it <laughs> But I've committed, like I bought the control rig and stuff. I just, after all that, I didn't have any money left for the drones. What level of control rig did you get? I'm uh, the uh, second cheapest. So I can only control two drones and X. My name is Sansy. As you can see, I, you know, I wear my patented beanie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Where's my eyeballs? <laughs> I, I, you know, and then... I'm a, you know, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so, I'm super excited to be here. Just you know, killing it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, what are you? I don't know. <laughs> Just super excited to be here. Oh, we got to kill. I'm an adept. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's all you're gonna share. You're an that's, adept. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna share. I don't know you guys. Uh, <laughs> yo, I'm Narcus. <laughs> Super famous shadow runner. You should all know me. Yep. My last crew bailed apparently, so I got you guys. <laughs> damn. Wow. That's a damn shame. I'm gonna say that you guys are all in Seattle. Narcus, you're right. You're the only original crew member of that legendary elite squad. That's like basically everyone's just talking about you. I forgot what you guys named yourself. Hella dignified. Hella dignified. Incorporated. <laughs> Incorporated. Really agree on that though. We 100% agreed on it. 
ridiculous. It was either that or Reese's Pieces, right? Which <laughs> Respaldo and the Paritos. Only Jay liked that one. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, but Respaldo's not here anymore, so we can't really use that. Either. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think uh, Fats is gonna name you guys as Fats Cats. No. No, that sounds terrible. That's, that's, that's the worst one yet. <laughs> Only with well, this was with the pH. So you guys have all been doing some shadow runs, and uh, you guys are pretty professional. You know, y- y- your names are kind of out there. It's like, oh yeah, that guy works well with others. You know, he everyone's pretty amiable. That's why I noticed in the profiles that you guys are at least respected in what you do. Yeah, some people are a little more socially awkward than others, but. <laughs> Not me. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are called in by Fats because you guys all have a connection with her. Narcus, since you, you know, you know her from the beginning, but like she rose up from the street level and now she's going up the ladder. And uh, you guys meet at her new club. She's not at that old dinky club that that Narcus knew. This is like a new, yeah, so she's, she's definitely rose up. Narcus, when you get into the club, this place is more posh. Why don't you do a perception check? Already. Three successes. Jay, you notice that like this place, you know what a typical club security is like, but for some reason, the security has tripled. <clears throat> Whatever this is costing fats is extra. That's She's in trouble. So she invited you to a meeting and then all of you, rest of you guys got invited to this meeting. You guys have had some run runs uh, from fats but never as together as a team marcus you know the routine it's like you know you're going into a empty room mm-hmm. so empty bar tim quieter area and uh, you guys know the drill it's like this is like just a bug free area and you guys go in and this is the very first time you guys all actually meet so narcus you might have heard of some of these guys but you all the rest of you have definitely heard of narcus not, but you know he has an impressive reputation. Why don't you guys describe what you guys look like? New phone, who this? You looking at me? <laughs> is your character really that weird, Tim? It, it actually is. You can ask okay. Mikey. I'm a dwarf that wears a beanie. <laughs> wow. And what weapons are you carrying right now? None. Ooh. Oh. That is confidence right there. He is the weapon. Yep. He uh, is the iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> do you say that out loud <laughs> it's so like something Narcus would say what you say <laughs> what you say piss me off Rosie what does your character look like what does Rook uh, look like close shaved hair so very no hair so you're talking oh. about her like uh, her, uh, um, her beard is close shaved yeah no uh, <laughs> no like head of hair hair just close shaved um Kind of like Jack from Mass Effect too. Sure. Uh, she, she's like baldish, but with yeah, that. but we just then, kind of like fuzz. And then she's got tattoos all over her body. Do you have tattoos all over your body? Yeah, she does actually. Up her neck. Up her neck, and, and then, you can't you can't tell, but you know, because she's wearing a jumpsuit, and uh, she's got golden eyes. So that that's that's what she looks like. She's got a like a jump jumpsuit on, tattoos tattoos of feathers coming up from underneath the jumpsuit. And what weapons are she, is she displaying? Don't you have to do a perception check for that? Well, only if you want, anything that you want to display? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All righty, Damien, you're up. Uh, my guy's in a suit. He is an older- What kind of suit? 
it's called Sleeping Tiger. It's like a fancy suit. How much does that suit cost? I think like 13,000 a.m. Holy moly. Same, dude. Is, it, is it clean? <laughs> yes. Well, so this is a different, this isn't the murder armor. <laughs> but this, yeah. So it's like a really fancy, nice suit. Um, Can you wear un- armor underneath that? No, it's actually armor lined, which is why it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah. But it just looks like a high class suit. It doesn't look like it's armor lined. So you sound like good looking dude, or are you yeah. actually pretty ugly with a good looking suit? No, super good looking guy. Elf, a uh, little bit on the older age for um, like the typical Shadowrunner, I assume. He's like a late 30s. Um, but yeah, he has a pistol that's visible. That's it. Where, how's it visible? Oh, you're right. It's a concealed holster. It's not visible. You see a bump in his pocket. <laughs> oh, you're just really happy to see him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. She's wearing a lined coat, I guess. A lined coat. That. Okay. It's also probably visible. There's minor, like, uh, hardware, like, cyberware time, but it's pretty. What's weird. your uh, charisma rating? Eight. Eight. Damn, that's a good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf is very happy to see you. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Narcus, what are you wearing? armored jacket with an armored vest underneath with a, an Aries Alpha all on my shoulder. Any yeah. cyberware that you have visible? Because your essence is w- at what level now? 2.5. That's pretty low. Like, anything yeah, more than that. I can't like, heal you for shit. You're pretty cybered up. Is it all internal? Actually, well, yeah, like, uh, wire reflexes is probably a big chunk of that, and that's all internal, right? I think it's internal. Yeah, I don't. doesn't oh. seem like it's external, because it's body, and it, you know, clothes are covering it if it, if it is. Okay, so basically, you're the Terminator. Yeah, but you can't... You can't see the Terminator as a Terminator either. That's the point. Right. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying, okay. uh, but when people are near you, Jay, like, they get this feeling that you are like, not what you... Like, you know, you're not, like, you're not like Robocop, right? You're not like moving in slow motion. <laughs> but like, they get that eerie feeling that this guy's not entirely human. It's like almost like he's moving too smoothly kind of thing, right? Mm. That would probably be a good mm. example of that. Yeah, like, or like they like, feel like, like they're they're like, hunted. Like there's like they're near a predator. Fats is going to uh, walk in and Narcus, when you see her, she's definitely dressing up. Not as good as, uh, what's what's your Damien's character? What's your name? Nova. Nova. Not as not as good looking as Nova or as short for Casanova. Are you serious? He's no. not. He's not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's from American Pie. <laughs> that's true. There is that guy, right? There is that guy. <laughs> she's dressed up really nicely. You know, she's definitely improved her lifestyle since you last seen her, Narcus. She welcomes you like she did like last time. She gives you a big hug, Narcus, because. You guys have that good business relationship. She shakes everyone else's hands very cordially. She's happy. She's already given you guys a speech about, you know, I'm always here to support you. But if you ever talk badly about me, then, you know, she'll... What did she say to you, Roz? What was that phrase? She'll cut off everybody's dicks or something like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. she, gave, she didn't give you guys a speech. She has to tell you this time. Uh, but she just says, like, I have a new experiment that... I think you guys would work really well together. I got a job for you guys. Well, actually, there's three jobs. Uh, Two is, you know, two you have a choice of. The third one uh, is something that we'll do much later. But consider what, if you choose one of these two, it's a a test. If you pass the test, you get this other, you you get this bigger mission. But this is more just to acclimate you guys together. Make sure you guys can work as a team. And if things go well, then you'll be ready for the next mission. 
Sounds great. Sounds good. Uh, she used to be in the Barrens where she used to get ghetto Shadowrun missions with like startup companies or small businesses. Well, now she's in the big leagues. She is now in touch with corporations like the AAA corporations. There's two corporations that need her help and she's trying to help both of them, one for one team and one for the other team. But she's giving you the first choice so you get to choose which mission you want to do. First mission is more about sabotage. One corporation that is competing with another corporation. Corporation A has a product that's going out on a certain time and then Corporation B has a very similar competitive product that's going out earlier. The whole point of this mission is to sabotage uh, Corporation B's manufacturing so that Corporation A can release the product much earlier, have the first in market advantage, and win that way. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a corporation, which she won't name uh, for sure until you guys are ready to accept the mission. But uh, let's just say they had some major, major issues with their headquarters and they had to abandon that building. And now they need to look for a new headquarters and they're looking for prospects. Both missions are required traveling, but the second mission is about finding prospect places. Uh, Once you find a prospect, you have to get rid of the challenges there and make it suitable for the corporation to move in. Do you know off the top of your head, or does she know already like a friend does one pay more than the other? Or are they pretty comfortable right now it actually depends the first mission they're gonna pay you no matter what because it's a big risk for you guys to even be there to sabotage but if you do everything very very well and you actually hit every single goal then yes the pay is much bigger of course if you mess up and then there's other mess ups yeah they'll still pay you but your reputation will be on the line the second one is a little bit more straightforward and it's not going to pay as much initially but it's definitely not as risky as the first one. All right, team huddle. So, yeah, I was first, gonna say, first one sounds more exciting. Yeah, yeah the first one sounds interesting. We probably, we'll probably screw it up, but it sounds like more fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before you guys take this this thing, she gives you one more caveat because she doesn't want to screw you over because she likes you guys. She says uh, it's not your typical sabotage either. So it's a very sensitive thing where Corporation A and Corporation B are both in the main spotlight and they can't afford to do anything extreme. So like, let's say you kill a certain individual or you destroy their manufacturing facility. That's too overt. Right. Because it, has to look like, it can't look like it's right. It has to look sabotage. Mm, exactly. Right. It has to look like incompetence. That's what they're looking for. Is make whatever you're going to do this. The 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 corporation B. Uh, it has to make it look like they're totally incompetent and meeting their deadlines. And that's how it's supposed to look like. Anything where someone dies or explodes, yeah, explodes <laughs> yeah. uh, that would trigger security. And because of that security, it will make corporation A look bad. It will also um, uh, hasten the deadline because they're going to realize, oh, we're under attack, so let's release this product even sooner. So that's the caveat. Hmm. Oh, that's a lot yeah. Of yeah, number one yeah. sounds more like a sneaky, sneaky, and number two, my guess is like we're going to find a building and it's going to be like infested with like rats and sort of look bad. We'll have to kill it. But I still think one's more fun because it's not like your typical run and gun, right? So we can mess around with that. It could be interesting. I know Jay just wants to do explodey, explodey, though. No, no, it's it fun. <laughs> Second yeah, one. no killing, dude. No bonus headshots. <laughs> I mean, you can still do killing. Just make sure you don't kill the the critical people involved. Yeah, or like make it obvious, right? If you kill a person, then dump them in like 
you know, like a strip club or something like that and blame it on a stripper rather than bullets to the head or something. Mm. Well, she says, even if the, well, it depends on who's dying, right. but if it's a critical person, that person can't die. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, still in for the first one? Sure. Yeah. She's excited. She's like, okay, I think you guys are up for the job. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to the Mr. Johnson who has all the details and will give you dossiers of who you need to. Well, he'll explain it better than me, but basically he's in your hands. Um, I know him pretty well. He's true to his word. And so he won't screw you over. He will pay you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't protect yourself because who knows, someone might geek him. But in terms of his loyalty to me, it's, it's very good. Now she sends you to the next room, which is another empty room. And uh, you see Mr. Johnson there. He's an elf in this case. He's, he looks very suave. Damien, you can appreciate hey. his, his clothing tastes. And you can tell he's definitely got his manners as well. And he seems like one of the head executives of this corporation. He asked you guys to sit down at the table near him. And he asked the waiter to give you guys all drinks. Is there anything you guys want to drink in particular? It's on him, the, the tab. No, thank uh-huh. you. Well, he says, well, I'm going to order a drink for myself and I'm going to order the same thing for all of you just in case you want it. You don't have to have it, but it feels awkward for me to drink something in front of you guys and you guys don't even drink. Uh, does anyone have any knowledge skills of alcohol or beverages or food? Uh, no. Okay. The waiter just whispers to you guys and says, this is the most expensive whiskey we have in the house. Very fine age. He says, don't feel obligated to drink it. It's up to you. Uh, if you guys don't drink it by the end of the session, I'll drink it. So, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, don't said, I don't know i don't want to judge but i'm saying you know most shadow runners haven't had this access to this kind of alcohol the mystic need to keep his body pure as you enjoy your drinks this is what needs to be done i trust your competency because i trust fats he says that he belongs to a company called leviathan technical anyone have corporate knowledge just no, well, black markets, business, but then corporate specific to Knight Arrington, Gold Star. Okay, so you guys have heard of this. It's a subsidiary of a big corporation you guys might have heard of called Eris. So we like to make big guns and things like that, but uh, Leviathan Technical, we try to make the best comlinks in the world. Ooh. Unfortunately, though, we have a competing business, a corporation called Horizon. They are also releasing a product and we're pretty sure they stole our prototype, but they are releasing a very similar comlink in the market and they're planning to release it one month before we do, which is ridiculous because we're the ones that created the product. The nature of this mission, people would say sabotage. We call this social engineering. We want you guys to affect the manufacturing process of Horizon. Damien, what's your social etiquette skills? Etiquette. I've got etiquette with an emphasis on with a specialization in corporate. Yeah, I want you to roll it. Four success. That's good enough. When you guys are hearing Nova talk, you guys are just pretty impressed. You could tell that Nova knows his stuff. He knows how to talk to this corporate guy. And even the corporate guy is impressed. He's like, oh, I don't know why you're a shadow runner. You should just be working for us. He says, I'm not going to pull any punches with you. I'm just going to be totally honest. And this is what we want. So uh, here's just my transparent directions for you guys. And this is how you guys are going to do a good job. Social engineering, for those who don't know, it's using psychological manipulation techniques to coerce or trick an individual into a desired outcome. The goal is to get close to three targets. There's six targets total, but you only need to manipulate three of them. 
to be successful in this mission. You manipulate them into poor work performance, or you create scenarios that forces them to question their own competency or maybe even their own sanity. And you have to do it within a week. And it's up to you, Shadowrunners, to decide what is the most efficient and discreet way to affect these targets. Would you guys like a primer of types of social engineering that has worked in the past for our corporation? Sure. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ways you could do this. And you could just choose one or do all seven. It's up to you. There's a thing we call quid pro quo. This is basically where you do them a huge favor or you make it seem like they owe you a favor. Whatever the target is, you do them something that just makes them really, really feel like they owe you. And then because of that, they'll do something totally uncharacteristic themselves to do something just for you. That's quid pro quo. There's also what we call round the corner game. That's where if it's a shipping manufacturing thing, you can mess with the driver. We assume it's a meat driver, not a robotic driver. And you can mess with his driving routine, give him bad directions, and that just stalls the process. If something's due in Chicago and he goes to Texas instead, that will definitely delay the process. That's round the corner game. There's something we call sabotage, advertise, and assist. Have any of you guys ever seen the classic Inception? Did you just call Inception a classic? Oh, I guess, oh, Shadowrun. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where you dive in and you pretend to be a consultant. You actually expose a weakness in their their security. And then because they give you more access to their security, you grab the information you need and you run away. That's what we do with sabotage, advertise, and assist. There's three more. This one is very simple. We call it pretexting. But basically, you pretend to be a police officer or a corporate security officer, and that way you have quick access to whatever the person is being asked of. The second to last option, in the old classic days, it used to be called phishing, you know, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, but this is called fisherman's folly. You create a fake node, and they follow this website, and then they give you private information that they thought they were giving to an authoritative website. Lastly is my usual favorite is what we call fixer. You pretend to be maintenance or repairman just to get close to the target. Oh, sorry. One more. This one, it doesn't look like you guys have a Decker on your team, but this is baiting. You put like a Trojan virus on a device that you have and you convince the guy that this is a very useful device. And so once they use it, it uploads the Trojan virus. So that usually works on low level security workers or people who have low technical knowledge. So that comes in handy. Feel free to use whatever is at your disposal, but those are just some suggestions we, we recommend in doing this mission. Alrighty, so would you guys like to know your targets? Yep. There are six total, two in each city. So you have to manipulate three of them. So that means you're automatically traveling to two different cities within a week. The first two are actually here in Seattle. There's a, a person named Agatha Shale. She is an admin assistant to the VP of Operations of Horizon. That doesn't seem like very much, but in secret, we found out through our intelligence that she is actually the VP. She's doing all the organizational grunt work while her boss takes all the credit and goes to all the meetings and flashes a fake grin. Okay. Then the second person's also in Seattle. His name is Matthew Miller, and he is the project manager for all domestic shipments to and from the Seattle Metroplex. He's a very important guy, but actually he's not that unique. So if he ever got fired or whatever, unfortunately, Verizon could just easily replace him because of his skill set. So getting him fired won't work. Okay. There's 
two other people in LA and then there's two other people in Las Vegas. Ooh, Vegas. There's different advantages to going to different cities, but you definitely have to visit two of them. So you don't have to go all three. You will have to go to all three if you fail, you know, with those, with the first ones. Uh, Assuming you don't kill them. Because if you do kill them, then that escalates everything and we'll still pay you, but it's not what we intended. And so you won't be getting paid as much. What would you guys like to know? Can we get a rundown on the other names and positions of the other? So, yes. so, it's a, we need three more. So we have Matthew Miller in LA, Agatha. right? Oh, Matthew Miller and Agatha are in Seattle. Yep. But then we know their names of positions. His name is Howard Timmons. He's the chief project manager for packaging. He's an orc. He's actually a very popular climber. He does a lot of volunteer work, but I can give you more details later. The fourth guy, his name is Hector Ortiz. He sounds like a wrestler. This guy is actually very, very interesting. He is a security firm consultant. His employer obviously didn't do a very good background check. He used to be a gangbanger, and he's using a fake sin to work at this corporation. Okay. That was Hector? Yeah, that was Hector Ortiz, yeah. Yeah. Now there's a guy named in Las Vegas. This is the fifth contact. His name is Carson Doyle. He's a freelancer but he is actually a freelancing security guard, one of the top ones. Like he, that's why he's hired so often. And then the last guy is Steven Leppert. What? That's L-E-P-P-E-R-T. Okay. Are these and, random names he pulled out of Outlook at work? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is just an, an actual admin assistant. He's actually pretty pissed off with his job, but he's underpaid. He's been passed on promotion many times, but he's got access to all the routing reports of this comlinks. The two that I recommend are just the easiest targets. It would definitely be Agatha and Matthew Miller. Agatha, she's a real piece of work. One, we already know that her bosses pretend to do all the work. So it's going to be very interesting to see if she's ever presented an opportunity to not work as hard. She has a, let's, how do we say it? A double life. Uh, we have pictures, we have videos, but I don't think you want to see this stuff. But she has a very unusual and dangerous sexual appetite. Get uh, in there, Casanova. <laughs> sounds like it's all me, but it depends on what's, what it says dangerous, though, is the concerning part. She's at an advanced age for an orc. She's 48 years old. <laughs> she's, she's 48 years old. That's really old for an orc. She advertises her availability on numerous dating nodes out of character. Those are what dating websites. And uh, she uses different false identities for each site. So she doesn't have her private life follow her back to work. Based on Mr. Johnson's psychological analysis of this profile, her sexual proclivities are largely a result of a lack of recognition in her professional life and it notes that she harbors a very deep-seated resentment of her boss. In order for Shale to be rendered ineffective, she would need to be removed from her position for an extended period of time. You know, you could do sickness, vacation, maybe a promotion, or firing. He's looking at you, Casanova. She'll be very closed off professionally uh, if you approach her in a work environment. But my guess is that... She's going to be very quick to unwind and engage in her secret lifestyle. Just to give you an idea of like how reckless she is, she spends three nights a week at various clubs throughout the city and reserving the remaining nights for dates and even occasional BTL use. You guys know what BTLs are? 
those are the like better than life yeah better than life yeah yeah so she's a wild one VR, essentially vr but fancier yeah Yeah. assuming you get to her she's She's mine (laughs) okay then there's the second target uh matthew miller just the 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 low down and and the dirt on him he's very what do you call it anal like retentive retent yeah in fact, is on medication for being on o- for being so OCD. Mess with his medications. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with it too much because he is right. easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. You just got to make sure he does a really bad job at whatever he does. His OCDness has been noticed and highly, let's say, resented by his family. He's married and has a kid. His kid got shipped off to a Lone Star operated boarding school. The guy's just a little brat. His wife has a lover so she's having an affair and she intends to leave uh matthew miller once she can store away enough nuyen to stand on her own yeah. okay probably have to focus on seattle more before we go to las vegas or even la my next question would be how much upfront nuyen are we going to get for that and what was uh, our deadline one week one week, week to, to get those three at least three targets um manipulated to the point where we know that the social engineering is a success. Do we know how much Nguyen that wife has saved up? 200,000 Nguyen saved up. I just want to steal her money now. <laughs> Matthew Miller only thinks that he has 100,000 just because his wife takes a lot of the money and he thinks that she's just taking care of the college funds and stuff like that, but she's actually hoarding it so she could uh, leave him. What's the general like expected pay for this? Oh, yes. Good, yeah. good question. Assuming worst case scenario... <laughs> You fail, but you don't critically fail. <laughs> okay, like you don't die, you don't, you know, rat us out, things like that. Let's just say you you tried the manipulations and uh, it just didn't work, or something didn't go as planned, and one of them died. Um, we'll just pay you your expenses of just travel and time spent. So you know, I would say you know, at the bare minimum, this is a twenty thousand new yen job. Okay. But let's say you guys do very well. You hit the three manipulations, you get the social engineering done right. I am looking at 100,000 new yen. Okay. Per person? Oh, no, no, no. This is total, my friend. I would like the travel expenses up front um, because we need that to just take care of everything in the beginning. And then, I don't know, if we do it, I expect that we'll be able to do everything perfectly. Um... So then for the end result, let's go 150. Okay, let's roll it. There we go. Six successes. Okay, now he's going to roll against you. Oh, tied. tied. You know, you, you negotiate very well, my friend. I can't go as high as 150, but let's go 125. Okay, but we'll still need the money up front because you need to pay travel expenses front. Okay, um, yeah, I was going to give that to you anyway, but sure. He'll give you guys uh, 10,000 new yen up front. That's just to cover the travel expenses. All right. When he's talking about travel expenses, he's giving you a private jet. Obviously, you guys have your weapons. You can't bring your weapons to the airport. So he's going to fly you guys out. When he's talking about the $10,000 expenses, that's going to be like... Drinks and conning and stuff like that. Right. And your local, whatever you need for your local shenanigans, he'll give you 10000 for that. So you got your transportation and housing covered. It's a random question. Presumably, the plane isn't big enough to bring our cars along so once we land somewhere we have to rent or oh yeah he can make accommodations for your for your cars cars? okay yeah can you roll for the ten thousand up front yeah he give us like mean again probably not no i think he already gave it to us 
Can you give us 12 so that it's easily divisible by four? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Go ahead. Team, any other questions? Things we want to bring up with them? Any details we want to ask? Well, oh. Agatha's scary. Yeah. Probably just going to have to spend a lot of time with her. Like that magic. Yep. <laughs> Fun fact Rook knows toxicology, so maybe she can fuck with his medication. Yeah. Hmm. Just get him all messed up. Just don't kill him, Razi. She only has a two. Uh, I guess the only thing I'm wondering is uh, if we have any other questions about like additional details, is there a way for us to get back in touch with the Johnson? Yeah, just like, contact Fats. Okay. They're going to know if you messed up or not because if anything goes critically failure, it's going to be in the news. Mm -hmm. But if you guys come back and just tell Fats we did the job, then they're going to assume that those people are going to mess up their work and we'll go from there. Okay. So Tim's wondering, like, well, you know, I'm not sure any of my skill sets will be effective in this mission based on what what he's hearing. And I'm telling him that the Johnson's saying, well, there's a reason why I need certain talents. Nova will be the, the one that actually is the secret sauce for the social engineering, but you have to put him in a certain position for him to do that. And it's going to require all of your skill sets to do that. Yeah, it's like Agatha's the only one that's pretty clear. He just put me in like a dating node and we try to like get on a date with her or we find out like what club she's at and I approach her there. And you have to protect Damien from all the normal stuff that happens at clubs. Okay. Don't let me get roofied. <laughs> <laughs> but then like the shooting guy, like how do we like approach him? Like, the first thing is like, we have to go through his family. We have to get information on them. We could like steal his son or whatever. I don't know. Probably not from a Lone Star place. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Uh, let's just say this guy is available by Comlink too. So he'll give his calling number. If you guys have any follow-up questions, because there's a lot of stuff about the dossier, you always ask him at any time. He's happy to help out. Can we just be like, can you send us a copy of the dossier? And then, Mikey, you actually just email it to us and we can all kind of just take a look at it? Or is it not that easy? It's not that easy. Because uh, that, that's my work for me, so no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can type it out. Yeah, I have my notes, but I just want to give them to you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Any other question, guys? Seems like we know what we need to do, at least for the first first parts of it. Two. What do you guys want to do? So I guess we excuse the Johnson, but this is just like we all need to get together in powwow, right? Kind of yeah. thing. Like real life powwow. Characters go to a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He could leave. Yeah. Okay. So he bids you all well. And, and did you guys take any of the whiskey shots? Yeah, sure. You? Why not? I did. Rousey? Okay, so he'll, he'll drink yours because he doesn't want to go to waste. And, and then he leaves. All right, guys. What do we want to do? Agatha seems straightforward. We date her, get more information, and then try to figure out how to either make her not go back into work, screw up work. I was thinking of like trying to make her take like an extended vacation or something like that. Like get to know her, charm her, and then say like I'll go meet her in like Italy. Or I don't even know what's what's... What's the deal with Shadowrun if Italy even exists? Something like that. But kind of figure yeah. out more information so that way. Exotic, faraway place. I get right. it. 
the Mark Miller guy, though, like, I'm assuming he's the well, he's the shipping guy, right? Matthew Miller, project manager of yeah. all domestic shipments. Yes. Yeah, so I assume the goal there would be to kind of screw up his shipments, right? So that's kind Probably. of the goal. So whether it's if we even approach him specifically and like mess him up, or like we kind of go like the other route, we like pretend to be somebody that like helps organize the shipments and just get him to screw up the shipments himself, right? Or do yeah. we or do we want to like target him and like mess and like as a person like the whole family route? Like that's that's relevant details, like who we could expose the his wife but like what would that do for us other than like make him upset with her like home family life that that could make him perform poorly in his job yeah yeah that's yeah. yeah, a lot of stress for his ocd job yeah so it's kind of things like we can go take pictures of the affair and stuff like that and anonymously message them to him or like things like that who's got sneak skills in your on your crew i've got some sneak but jay oh Mine's decent. I mean, it's have invisibility. My, with sneak. my sneak's okay, but I have high agility, so that just kind of makes up for it. Yeah, same. Kind of mediocre for both. I wonder if this will work get any like uh, additional concealability by being small. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like they're not that small. They're also lumbering, right? Yeah, they're stocky. Tim just was silent through that entire exchange. We were talking about you, Tim. I mean, you're not wrong. What do you want me to do? Agree with you? Like, at that point, I mean... Yeah, I'm short. I'm stocky, all right? Make another joke. See what happens. <laughs> How does that all sound? What do you think we should... Should we just get started on Agatha first? Yeah. That almost, that almost seems like mostly, like, it'll start out solo, but maybe... Well, you're won't. also you're walking into this we really don't know what her air quote you know Dangerous is. Yeah. it could be like hunting people and <laughs> some crazy ass shit yeah i mean she's got like four fake identities to do this That's it's not it's... gonna be like something you could just walk into well Maybe maybe one or two might be easy. So maybe she's the easy one. Either way, that's what you guys are there for. If it looks like she starts hunting me, go protect me. <laughs> right? I feel like she should be the easy one to knock out or fail quickly, one or the other. But like she's the pretty pretty quick one to figure out we either got this or we don't, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. The other ones maybe gonna... we should find the dating sites that have her profiles on it and see what she has on it. Well, yeah, she's not going to be like, I like hunting people on her dating profile, right? We don't know what kind of dating sites there are now. That's true. <laughs> what would be interesting is if we could find people that she's dated before and then like get info uh-huh. from them. Where's Neo? Yeah, you guys haven't reached out to Neo yet. Does anybody Narcus. know a hacker? Well, I don't think, yeah, I was going to say, does Narcus even yeah, know, so. air quotes, no Neo anymore? I should, right? You oh. should. I can try contacting now, Neo. Neo never gave you a number, Jay, but uh, he left the number with Fats. Okay, I'll ask Fats. Are you asking privately or are you asking in front of them? Um, I'll ask privately, I guess. Okay. <laughs> she might be like, they don't know Neo. She might not be willing to give it up, right? Yeah, so Jay, I'm going to message you. All right. Let's do it publicly. 
he is dead. He went onto a dating site and was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jay. All right, Jay, what do you... Go ahead and tell them whatever you want them to know. Okay. So you got this decker? Nope. He's missing. My All my old crew and including Neo, they're all gone right now. This mission was probably, is kind of like the test, not a test to see if we can even do it to go find them. So um, we need to finish this mission before we can even find, go and look for Neo. Thank you for listening to Drek Happens. You might have noticed that we have new music for season two. We're also experimenting for each episode to run for at least 30 minutes. Let us know what you think about these changes on Twitter, Facebook, or through our email address, drek at drekhappens.com. You will also find our updated schedule of future podcast releases on our social channels and our website, drekhappens.com. One last thing. If you have time, please rate us on the iTunes store. Five-star submissions are the best way to support us. Thank you, chummers. What is my name? Nova. Your name is Nova? You sure is. All right. What's your new name, Tim? Sanzi. Excuse what? me? Sanzi. Spell it? S A N S E E. Sanzi. Sanzi. Oh, you're a chick, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>